year we know that this year god has given us his word that this year is going to be our year of blossoming we're going to blossom this year tell your neighbor say neighbor this year is my year <clears throat> it is my year i'm going to blossom the way you see me last year is not the way you're going to see me by the time the year runs out i will be different i'm going to be in a different position i'm going to be a different person because yes because because of the because of what god is about to do in my life you know one thing about god is he will give his word is it true god will tell you what he wants to do it's not left for you to believe his word and one thing to believe his word is that faith has to be mixed with works and uh if, 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 if the scripture says that if you show me your faith i will show you my works because faith on his own oh I, I you know just believing and just waiting you're doing nothing about what god has said then of course you're going to get nothing the moment god speaks is settled in heaven but it's not the responsibility of every one of us if you believe the word of god you now need to condition yourself can i hear amen the bible says that we must get to a point in hebrew uh, sorry in Romans 12 he spoke to us about not being conformed to this world but be transformed somebody say transform I think we can look at that scripture romans romans 12 is not part of the scripture we're going to read i'm just preparing you and i promise you that i will do as much as possible uh, we won't spend much you know uh time um and, and and beyond what we're supposed to spend in terms of the word of god uh, if you look at uh, romans 12 it said i beseech you therefore brethren by the message of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice only acceptable to god which is your reasonable service and it says in verse 2 and do not be conformed to this world amen but be transformed somebody say transformed not conformed don't allow what is going on in the world to shape your life is anybody here with me don't allow said do not conform confirmation means everything that is going on around you is what is dictating your life but the bible says don't be conformed to this world but be what be in other words break forth transformation means you change somebody say amen, amen. and if the bible if, if the bible is giving us that indication is you know god will never ask you to do what you are not able to do confirmation is the world is saying oh there shall be a casting down and everybody begins to say oh there's going to be a casting down oh things are not going to work this and that and all the all the things you are, we're hearing on the news confirmation is world the world or situations are throwing some things against you things are coming against you there are some unexpected things that are coming into our life and we are just trying to conform to it at best we are managing it is are we together confirmation is you allow everything around us to detect your pace your life to dictate how you do things that is confirmation but the bible says you want to say and be not conform don't be conform you have what it takes in order to be transformed so transformation means that even though the world wants to conform you in one way but you break forth somebody say transformation so i need to make up my mind 
individually the scripture is saying that i need to find a way of of changing the dynamics of my life i need to find a way of not allowing everything around me to take over my life i need to be transformed somebody say transformed are we together because it's my it's my responsibility now and excuse how do you how do you experience transformation how do you move from what you are going through to what you actually supposed to be or what god wants you to be and he gave us the answer he said the answer it starts with the mind listen how many of us remember that in the beginning in the garden of healing you know, it was the mind of Eve that the devil went for. He went for them. He said, he began to play on a, on a mind. As God said this, as God said that. And the woman began to think, but God didn't say this. God didn't say that. He said, no, God didn't get it right. He said, God he was trying to hide something from you. He said, God knew that if you can eat this then this is going to and then if went oh really and the bible says that the moment the mind of Eve was attacked the devil was able to change her mind so the action she took was as a result of that transformation even though in a negative way but the enemy got Eve to change a mind it was that change of mind that led to the action that we are struggling with today is anybody here with me because he said god knew that the moment you eat this thing you will your eyes are gonna be your eyes are gonna open and you'll be like us and you know good and evil and all of a sudden the same eve that i've kept away now began to think and when she saw that this thing is good if you eat it it will make you wise if you eat it you're going to be able to and took and ate and she didn't even stop there she now gave to the husband as well who was with him change of mind in like manner what the scripture is saying to us this morning i've not even read our scripture but we're going somewhere that if you if you want to change where we are at the moment if you want to change our situation at the moment if you want to move a step further if you're not satisfied with certain things that the enemy has you know is the devil that put it together the only thing he's going to use man he will use man but you know the devil is the one that is in charge and when you are not satisfied with it the bible says there is a provision for us not to agree to conform to to surrender to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that we can what so that we may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of god you want to live according to the uh, the counsel of god not according to situation and circumstances but according to the counsel of god for your life you can do that somebody say now you can do it right now that's what the bible is telling us here there is a provision for us yes we are not denying reality but in the midst of reality the bible says that light shines where in the midst of darkness darkness is there we're not denying that there is darkness but in the midst of darkness the bible says that light can comfort so when the enemy kind of bombards your mind and my mind with everything that represents darkness 
Transformation brings light. So that the light of God can shine in our heart. So if we're going to blossom this year, we need to have accurate, somebody say accurate, perspective. We need to have an accurate perspective of what God is saying. That's number one. Our mind is renewed. You have made up your mind, and I've made up my mind that this year, because the word of God has gone forth for us. We understand what God is saying, that God wants me to blossom this year. If God wants me to blossom, I need to renew my mind. So what it means is that if there is any limitation, any stronghold, anything there, uh, if there is any action that the enemy is, 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 is putting against me, if there are some limitations that Satan is putting, if there are some situations and circumstances that are rising up in my life that are making me to be overwhelmed, that are making me to slow down, that are making me to feel uh, helpless, I need to know that there is an ant. I need to find a way not being conforming to it. I need to find a way of transforming renewing my mind somebody say amen Amen. so that i can now line up with the plans and the purpose of god for my life are we together so that's the first thing with, with with that word that we don't want to conform but we want to be transformed to know the will of god so along that line as well this word blossom is the key word is the passcode is the access code for you and i this year is what that we need to keep in our spirit and keep thinking about and brood and meditate about it and pray about it blossom blossom pray in tongues pray whichever way you're going to just keep on let that word be in your spirit continuously it's an evidence to demonstrate that i i I have faith but at the same time i have works the other side of works therefore is you know the bible says that uh, paul was writing to timothy he said the word that the prophetic word that i've gone ahead of you make sure you make a good warfare of it are we together why 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 did why 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 would uh, uh paul be writing such a thing to timothy because uh, like I, like we said even though god has given us his word the devil as well doesn't want the word of god to come to pass in your life for the fact that you desire good things for the fact that you desire awesome things great things it's not automatic that oh the devil will just fold his hand and say you know what um, yeah everything is just going to work that way no you need to know how to fight good battle with the word is anybody here with me this morning? We need to know how to do what? How to fight a good warfare with the word of God. Uh, uh, we, we need to, in, in 1 Timothy, we can, we can look at it. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. Praise God. 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy 1 and in, in verse 18, this is what it says. He said, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you are we together in the house now so for the fact that you have a prophetic word you still need to do some warfare huh? this child that coming to the son timothy according to the prophecy which went before on the that you do what that thou by them mightest were a good not just warfare but a good one is anybody here with me i mean 
you would have thought, yeah, they gave me prophecy. Oh, they said I'm going to be this. But the Bible says you need to, in order for you. And, and if you understand the book of Timothy very well, uh, the reason why we are reading this book today was because Paul was going through challenges in ministry. He was a pastor, he was a leader of the church. So he wrote to his mentor, Apostle Paul. So Paul was writing back and now began to say, Oh, Timothy, you forgot. Yes, indeed, you have prophetic word that ministry is going to be okay, you're going to be a pastor. And this. He said, But you need to fight for it. You need to make a good warfare of it. You can't just fold your hands. You, you can't just be crying unto me, you're telling this and telling. No, no, no. You make a good warfare. Somebody say warfare. So I believe that with this, Paul had the opportunity now of saying, okay, I didn't know that. So that dream that I had, that vision that I had, those inspiration, those things that are coming to my mind, I didn't know I have to take it to God in prayer. Now I know that I need to pray it through. I need to, I need to, you know, set time aside to ensure that I experience what God has said. So if God says that this year we're going to blossom, yes, we receive it, but we must make good, fear, uh, good warfare of it as well. Are we together in the house? We're not just going to fold our hands and then we say, well, God has said it, and, and that's it, we're not going to worry about it. Amen? And that's why I started teaching us the pathway to blossom, the pathway. So God says we're going to blossom, but how are we going to blossom? So let's go back to Isaiah 27. If God says you're going to blossom, these are your blossoming. Let's go to Isaiah 27. Isaiah 27. We're looking at the pathway. Of, uh, I think I did the first part before I traveled. So if you go to Isaiah 27, I will say a few things about this. Take it a little bit further and then I will uh, take a break. Isaiah 27 verse 6. Isaiah 27 verse 6. So if I desire... To blossom, and you need to check the person that is next to you whether they want to blossom this year or not. Amen. Because if you are sitting next to someone, <laughs> if you are sitting next to someone that cannot be bothered whether they blossom, if you are sitting next to someone that cannot be worried about, you know, what God has said, then you might want to change your seat so that you can hear very well. Amen. Make sure you you feel their pause. But but for me, I want to sit with someone that you know will encourage me and will help me. I want someone that wants to blossom as well. So Isaiah 27, listen, the Bible says in verse 6, is that those who come, it shall cause to take root in Jacob. Those who come, those who come, it will cause to take root. Uh, in another version, it said they will be rooted, right? In Jacob, that is in Israel. And you know Israel, Jacob is the blessed one. Oh, come on, church. Those who come, there's going to be a generation that will be rooted in Jacob. They will take root in Jacob. And because uh, Jacob is the blessed one, right? Is the loved one. Even despite, you know, Jacob, Jacob is not a perfect man. Are we together? But God just chose him. He said, Jacob, I've loved, I've blessed. Esau is a different ballgame entirely. So now he said, those who come, a generation of people, they will be rooted in Jacob. Because uh, whatever you are rooted in, is the, it will dictate your harvest. Somebody say amen. Because you take your uh, nutrient from what you are rooted in. The root is what 
brings the nutrient that feeds the body. So those who come, the, the generation of people that are rooted in Jacob, what's going to happen to them? Is that uh, uh, Jacob to take root? Is that Israel shall do what? Blossom and birth and fill the face of the world with fruit. That's our scripture for the year. But you can see some things in that one verse of the scripture. It's loaded. So we began to examine if we're going to blossom, we need to understand the pathway. What are the things that we need to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, do? How do we get to this nature of blossoming? I, I want things to work for me. I, I just don't want to be saying, oh, it's my year of blossoming and I don't know what to do. I need to find a way uh, of how to blossom in the year. But not only that, we read another scripture, which is Psalm 92. I want us to go there as well. Psalm 92. I'm going to read from verse 12 all the way down to 15. So God has made his intentions known to us. We must play our part to ensure we experience his word and intentions for us in this year. Can I hear amen? Not only have we experienced the mind of God in Isaiah 27. You see, not until when we begin to make the word of God to be real, to be practical, to be applicable, it just remains a storytelling. We need to find a way whereby we're not just, we're not just you know, telling stories about the scripture. Anybody can tell stories, you can just read. It, it must settle in our hearts. So in Psalm 92, Psalm 92, in this our year of blossoming, Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So what does he say? In, in, in from verse 12. The Bible says that the, 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 the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Somebody say I'm going to flourish. The same word blossom is the, is the word flourish. It's the same word develop. So the Bible says that the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. It shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. And I want you to hear this. Is that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the cult of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. I love that. To declare that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. But I wanted to note that those who are what? Those who are planted in the house of God, they will flourish. Are we together? So there, there, there is that dimension whereby there is a place we have to be planted so that we can flourish. However, before we can experience this flourishing, we need to understand something to be planted means that we are like a seed isn't it are we together is anybody here with me you plant what a seed and now the scripture says that it does those who are planted so in other words in the eyes of god God actually, in the eyes of God, he sees us as a seed. And therefore, you, need to, you don't see yourself as a seed, then you will not understand the fact that, number one, I have to be planted. 
oh, we are going to enjoy some things with, with this scripture. This is one of the reasons why many Christians are, are not fruitful. They are not productive because we don't understand this concept that as far as God is concerned, we are actually a seed. Because it's only seed that can be planted. And it's when we are planted that we can now be rooted and grow and develop so that we can bear fruit. You don't get what I'm saying? So when God is looking at every one of us from heaven, he sees you as an, as, 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 as an individual, but you are a, he sees us as a seed that must be planted. It's, you don't have a choice. If you want to flourish, there is no, we don't, we don't, you don't have uh, an option. There is no option because this is the way God sees us. God sees you as a seed. And as a seed, before you can, before, if you have a seed in your hand, uh, hold grains of maize or whatever, keep it in your hand for years. It's not going to do anything. Is it? But the moment you take it out of your hand and you go to a, a, a place and you dig the ground and you plant it, something begins to happen to the seed so that the seed can begin to grow. All those things that are changing are there all along, but it was not in the right place. You have not done what you're supposed to do. So that's why the scripture says it is those who are planted in the house that will flourish. Somebody help me. So as far as God sees you and I, he sees a seed and i want to prove that to you in the scripture and we can stop there today because we need to exploit these more and more somebody say amen that's why the bible describes us you know i've, I've enjoyed myself so much Reverend Lelina studying this scripture. For the first time I had a, it's not that I didn't know before. For the first time I had an understanding of the reason why God says we are Abraham's seed. Amen. Let's go to Galatians. You know, you can just read something sometimes, you won't understand what God is talking about. We are seed of Abraham. So we are a seed. I didn't know that. Because in a seed, as tiny as it may be, there is a forest in it. But we need to unlock the greatness. So when God, when, when, when God is, when, when, when God, when, when God is working on a seed, it, in a little seed, as tiny as it might be, as in that seed, there is a whole forest in it. All of a sudden, when I when I, I began to realize now, that's why God, even in the book of Genesis, when He was blessing man, you remember the blessing? We're going to, we're going to go there in a minute. Let's go to Galatians first, so that you see the two, and we can we can. Oh my God! I'm in, 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 let's go to Galatians chapter three quickly. Just bear with me, in church. We started a little bit late this morning, but I'm still. Yeah. No, because I wanted to see, you see, when I, when, I, when, I, when I saw this, I began to see that, oh, the, the church has been so changed. We didn't know that we are seed. And when God calls us, it means there is greatness in you. But you need to find out to unlock the greatness. 
That's why the plant, we're going to come to, you, you, you get it, you get it, uh, Dickness? Because the thing is, we don't know that we are seed. We're just all over the place. We'll go here today, we'll go there tomorrow. But the scriptures will be planted. And you can imagine if you, you say, okay, I'm planted here today. Then tomorrow you approach yourself. And then you go and go, and then you're not going to bring forth anything. So what God is saying to us as a church this year is there is greatness in you, but you need to unlock the greatness. How do I unlock the greatness? I need to be planted. If you are not planted, you'll just be all over the place. And then you realize that you can't bring forth anything. Let's look at this Galatians 3. Listen to this. Are we still together in the house? Praise God. I said praise God. You know, there are some scriptures you stumble on. It will just turn you on. You just, you just go you go something else listen to what the bible says the bible says let me start from verse 15 he said brethren i speak in the manner of men though it is only a man's covenant yet if it's confirmed no one can announce or hurt to it listen to this church the moment is confirmed somebody say confirmed tell your neighbor say neighbor i am confirmed you know what it means when he says it's confirmed because you are a product of god's covenant our relationship with God is a relationship that is based on covenant, sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that the moment it's confirmed, nothing can change it. Nothing. Can. So what it means if something is not right here with me, I need to realize. Because the thing is, as a man thinks, so is he. Are we still reading? He said, now to Abraham and his seed. <laughs> huh? He didn't say unto his son, unto his seed. There's a reason for that. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. The promises were made to a seed. Are we here? Are we here? Because in a seed, there's great potential. Greatness in it. And to the seed, is yet not unto seed as of many, but as for one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. This is why our connection with Christ is very important. Somebody say amen. amen. And then he says, and this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before uh, uh, that, that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law. So, uh, the moment the covenant was confirmed, even before the law came, can I? Do you get that? The covenant came before the law. The covenant was in Genesis. Law was in Exodus. So God is saying, the scripture is saying, the covenant, the, our destiny, our future had been confirmed long before the law. So the Lord comes and says, do this, don't do that. You know, this is, he said, no, that covenant must stay. The Lord cannot annul it. Cannot change it. 400 years earlier, the covenant had been confirmed. He said, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that. It should make the promise of non-effect. For if the inheritance this is where we come in because we are inheriting it for if the inheritance be of the law 
it is of no it is no more of promise but god gave it to abraham by promise wherefore listen to this wherefore then served the law where is the position of the law it was added because of transgressions it's not to it's not to mess up our destiny it's not to circumvent our destiny it is not to hamper your destiny your destiny has been sealed in covenant relationship with god so the dreams the visions the aspiration you are having they are coming from god and what it means that it can be achieved so your error your mistakes cannot annul those things are we together wherefore then served the lord it was added because of transgression till the seed somebody said till the seed should come to whom the promise was made and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator is anybody here with me now a mediator is not a mediator of one but god is one verse 21 is the law then against the promises of god god forbid for if there had been a law given which could have given life verily righteousness should have been by the law but you and i know that our righteousness is not by the law it's by grace we were not perfect when god accepted us and if he's waiting for us to be perfect it'll be a different story so our righteousness our acceptance therefore is to let you know that god has an assignment there is something that is deposited inside of you there is an assignment there's something that he wants you to do that's why he he gave us the gift of salvation so i have i have something to do there is a work that god wants me to do there's something that heaven wants me to do that's why he got me saved he wasn't looking at my imperfections he wasn't looking at what i've done all the mess that i've done no because he made provision for that through the blood of jesus christ he said but the scripture have concluded all on the scene that the promise by faith of jesus christ might be given to our, how many to them that believe can you see where you are coming in now but before faith came we were kept under the law shut up unto the faith which shall afterwards be revealed wherefore the law was our schoolmaster it just taught us how to behave what you should do what you should not do what you should repent of it was the schoolmaster and the bible says sir to bring us unto christ that we might be justified by faith follow me but after that faith is come we are no longer under schoolmaster verse 26 listen to this for you are all the children of god by faith in christ jesus for as many listen for as many of you as have been baptized into christ are put on christ there is neither jew nor greek there is neither born nor free there is neither male nor female for you are all one in christ jesus somebody say amen, amen. somebody shout amen, amen. somebody shout amen, amen this is the conclusion and if you be Christ then you are Abraham's seed somebody say I'm a seed of Abraham and if you be in Christ then you are Abraham's seed so in other words as a seed you have the potential for greatness inside of you but you have to be planted Many people are claiming to be Christians, but they are not planted and they want to bring forth fruit. It's not going to happen. 
They're not. They're not. You can't find them. You, yes, you're a Christian by my virtue of oh, I'm a Christian. My family. No, no. But you have to be planted. It's those who are planted that will flourish, that will bring forth, that will blossom, and say. And if you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. I'm a seed, and then an heir. So what it means is that by virtue of being a seed, I have an inheritance. There are provisions that have been made by God. God Himself put it together. Are is according to the promise. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to stop there this one. Listen, but I want you to let's tidy this up here. For the first time as well, my eyes opened, and I was able to connect Genesis one to this thing. Let's go to Genesis one. The blessings that God put on man. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Are we getting anything? So hereafter, I need to see myself as a seed. Because not only when you see yourself as a seed, you won't know that there is greatness in you. Every seed knows that they have what it takes in order to become a forest. They don't even have to do anything. All they have to do is just to be planted. The moment you plant it, it begins to bring forth. So in Genesis 1, if you go with me to verse... 27. Let's, let's look at 27 of that, of that Genesis 1. Listen, the Bible says that so God created man. Listen to this. In his own image, in the image of God created he, him. Male and female created he, them. 28. And God blessed. Somebody say, I want you to look at this. This is what we call blessed. And God blessed them. What did he say? And God said unto them, be what? That's the first thing. Sister Martina, that's the first thing that came out of the mouth of God. What did he say? Be fruitful. How do you get fruit from seed? We call it blessing. Oh, I'm blessed. Oh, God said, be fruitful. So God was speaking to what he created. And what he created, he said, be fruitful. And you know that it's a seed that can bring forth fruit. So even though he created man, but the man that he created in his image and after his likeness, when he was saying, be fruitful, he knows that this is a seed. For the first time I understand, you know, the word that, the man that God created, listen to this church, when, when God finished creating this man, he carried him and then he put it in a garden. In the garden. In the garden. Put it in the garden. And the atmosphere of that garden is like planting in there. And the garden of Eden means the presence of God. God's spot. So when he was saying be fruitful, and then it was saying multiply. Because when you plant a maize here now, it will bring some hopes with some maize in it. If you take the grains again and plant it, it will multiply. Isn't it? And if you continue like that before you know it, it will replenish the heart and subdue it and fill it up. And it's after doing that that we begin to demonstrate dominion. This scripture, this, honestly, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm very optimistic, optimistic about this year. Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get this now. 
that God created man in his image. And that man, when God looked at him, he saw a seed that is going to be planted in the garden. And he will continue to bring forth. So I need to begin to see myself as a seed. The Bible says that I'm a seed of Abraham. When he was talking to Abraham, he said, Abraham, in you, all the nations of the earth. Even when he was yet to have a single son. But the greatness was in him. That's what God saw. That's what he was speaking to when he was given those words. That seed that is in Abraham. Lift your hands and thank God for making you to be a seed. Not just a man, a woman. No, that there is something.